0: Hello, I'm Nancy Murdoch, host of Slightly Askew with Nancy at Noon, and you are listening to episode number 19. Can you believe that? Episode 19 already. Today's show is called A Bad Guy with a Good Heart. Everyone has a good heart. Some people have it buried deep, deep inside, and they never show the warm, divine side that is their honest, true nature. With others, it doesn't always take much to bring it to the surface. Being present, accepting them exactly how they are, and connecting with your own compassion is the three-part key. Today I'm going to continue with my Hector and Diana series. If you're new to the show, I'll do a quick catch-up for you. Hector is a prisoner in a Texas State Penitentiary, and Diana is his spiritual mentor. Since 2011, we have been telling our stories to each other through a series of letters. Hector's desire to be a better man and live a purposeful life is very relatable because it's something most of us struggle and strive to achieve in our own lives. This story has value for everyone. And I'm going to share with you a very powerful technique that you can use anywhere, anytime, to infuse the space or environment around you with positive energy. You can use it to uplift friends and loved ones too, whether they're right next to you or miles and miles away. Welcome to Slightly Askew with Nancy at Noon, the show that takes an honest look into the heart of all things that shape the fabric of your entire life. And now, here's Nancy. Sometimes, we look at criminals and only see the bad part, the part that gets us angry and causes us to point fingers and justify our attitudes and actions because we are on different sides of the prison walls. Jesus told parables to get people to look inside their own hearts before blaming, shaming, or complaining about someone else's wrongdoing. I've read about monasteries where the monks have to look inside themselves before they can complain about another monk. Yeah, monks like to complain too we're all human before they can utter one word to their fellow monk or their superior they have to heal the issue inside themselves that they are about to blame someone else for some monks have to wait years before pointing out someone else's flaws can you imagine that so before you judge another find the mirror inside yourself that is reflecting back what you are seeing in the other person and don't just give it a passing glance the first letter I'm going to read today is a little bit out of order according to the date it was written and sent to me, meaning I forgot to read it last time. In my defense, I didn't notice it earlier because it was in its original envelope with the, with the New Year's card that Hector sent to me. I wanted to keep them together. So, I'm going to start with this letter because it's relevant. It's where he starts opening up a little and tells me a bit about what life in prison is like for him and other inmates. If you haven't listened to this series yet, what have you been doing? Get with the program, man! I'm kidding. But seriously, if you want to hear this series from the beginning, you can listen to episodes 7, 9, 10, and 11, and you will be all caught up. They are all in the archive on my website, nancyatnoon.com. Just go to the page that says Radio Show Podcast. December 26, 2011. Diana, I hope you enjoyed your Christmas Day. You'll get this after New Year's. But I still want to say, Happy New Year! When I first received your letter about two weeks ago, it came to me how deep this practice goes. It's beyond my vision, but I know it's deep. Everything about these practices is about going deep within and discovering what's deep inside. I told myself that I'll get to know myself by practices and that it would take one piece at a time forever. I'm curious to ask you this one question. The enlightened spiritual masters have discovered that we are all love. Is love the deepest discovery? I agree that we are all love because we all want to be loved and we're the only ones who can give love back to someone. Even animals and nature need love. We can't get enough of it. Discovering who I am a self discovery journey with love and through love and remembering that at all times will help the discovery, right? You have a great way with your words. This part of your letter hit home, where you point out to me that I have two sides to myself and its meaning. I'm divided. That made a lot of sense. It hit me. Looking at it and knowing how true that is, being able to actually see that part in me. It's so revealing. You know, I always avoided that side, like I told you. But I would avoid it because I never really understood that side of me. That's like my dark side. And I feel exactly like you said broken, like something is missing, like I ain't good enough, like no one really cared or loved me. I would always brush that side off and tell myself, I don't care. So, I need to write these two sides of me through meditation. That's it? I wanted you to know that I prolonged on writing you back because I wanted to have more than a week of practice under my belt. The best time I found for me was at 3 a.m. That's the time we get served breakfast, and it's real quiet. Everyone usually eats and goes back to sleep. So I switched my routine up a little because I like to work out and when I get my hour of recreation at 7am to 8am I like to run for 30 minutes. So I took what you said about doing yoga and exercise first to go into a deeper meditation. I do both because I really don't want to slack off my working out. I do the yoga first then my regular workout. Does it matter what type of yoga exercise we do? What type of reading material is it you read? Just curious. After that I meditate. You know, I'm wanting to share with you that I'm going to participate in the Winter Feast for the Soul. Through it, I'll be sharing with you how things are going on my end and with my commitment of 40 days. With this commitment, I'm going to knock doors down, meaning i got to pull the 40 days off. About your question concerning me being allowed to do any type of service work or volunteering in any way without receiving anything back? Well, not at the moment, because I'm in segregation going through the program but I've been put in this part of doing something without receiving anything back for a while already. In here, I have a little hustle. What I mean by that is I draw. I do portraits and things I can see with my eyes. I haven't been able to draw my imagination yet. I haven't been working on it as much. Well, I draw for some of the guys here. I charge $8 a portrait. I share my earnings with people I know that don't have nothing. I'll offer anything, even if it's a piece of candy or an ice cream. I've done portraits for free. I mean, it's hard to show kindness to some people because a lot of people take advantage of it and really don't care about the weak or kind person. This type of environment is very disturbing at times. A lot of personalities don't click. The main thing I've noticed is people here have so much hate. We all share some type of loneliness, underground loneliness. Some people, their family just gave up on them, and that's hard to live with. I can only describe it as a sad and hateful place. The only joy comes from the free world, in only two ways, by mail or visitation. Some don't get either one. Speakers are not allowed in, TDCJ, Texas Department of Criminal Justice. It's hard either way because you have to look out for people who two-face you. It's hard, is all I can say. So far, I'm glad I haven't got into no major trouble. No fight since I've been here. I hope it stays smooth down the line for me. I'm hoping Maya would let me send you a drawing someday. We'll have to check on that I want to tell you that I was very aware of the difference when I would take my focus to the tip of my nose it's like you can see it when you focus on it and that's what told me this is very real I just wanted to share that with you well I'm going to leave you with this small letter send it your way and I appreciate you for opening the door on allowing me to write you when I feel the urge I do get it at times hope to hear from you soon respectfully Hector February 8, 2012. Dear Hector, how are you feeling? Are you enjoying your yoga and meditation? I'm away from home right now. I'm visiting with my parents and helping them out. My parents are 88 and 89, and it's good for me to be here to uplift their spirits. Sometimes the elderly lose motivation and purpose, and I am here with them to give them the help and support I can for a few weeks. I have been here for two weeks already and will probably stay another two weeks. My daughter said that I received a letter from you. So I have that to look forward to when I get home near the end of March. On Wednesday nights, I go with my sister to a Theosophy gathering. I don't have this opportunity in the small town where I live, but when I come to the city, there are so many opportunities for many things. Theosophy is the investigation or seeking of knowledge of the mysteries of our being, of nature, the universe, divinity, esotericism, and even astrology. Theosophy explores the questions of metaphysics, religion, the mind, and sciences. My sister has been going to these small meetings or gatherings for several years, and when I'm in town on a Wednesday, I make sure I go also. Last time I went, it was quite interesting. There are a couple of men who lead the discussions. They're like Gandalf in Lord of the Rings or Dumbledore in Harry Potter. They have so much knowledge and wisdom, it makes me feel like a naive first grader. But anyway, it was a few years ago when I last went to a meeting. And at that time, when I was visiting with my parents, I got them involved in the YMCA. I wanted them to get out and meet people and get some exercise. My mom didn't want to go to the city rec center because she said the people there were old. Well, the people at the YMCA are old, too, but they are young old. They have spirit and spunk and are still learning and growing in life, despite the aches and pains of their bodies that have aged with time. Our souls never grow old. At the YMCA, I introduced my parents to an artist sculptor. He was also in his 80s. He invited us over to his house to see his amazing art, and he spoke about things that were of a spiritual nature. So, I invited him to come to the Theosophy meeting with my sister and I. This was two years ago. He actually was a member of the Theosophy Society and used to go to meetings on a different day of the week. I guess different factions of the Theosophy use the hall and have different types of gatherings. So he came anyway, after I sort of talked him into it. Oh. My. Gosh. Hector, this was a meeting on another level that I can't even begin to describe. But I will. All the old guys knew each other and had history. I swear, I thought at one point they were all going to pull out their wands and have a wizard battle. It was amazing. Not the battle. The energy. The things that were happening in realms we couldn't see but knew existed. My sister and I just sat back and took it all in. These gatherings are rather small, never more than six to eight or ten people. We sit in the circle so we are all equal. But man, we were not equal that night. So even among the so called spiritually educated, ego still exists. They battled energetically, there were no nasty words or fist fights. Even the regulars that were in the room didn't know that something was going on. They sensed the atmosphere was more lively, but they were oblivious to the dynamics playing out between these men. There sure was competition for who was going to be the alpha male. I'm not sure why I'm relating this story to you. I just thought you might find it interesting. I believe it was Einstein who once said, If you want your children to be intelligent, read them fairy tales. If you want your children to be more intelligent, read them more fairy tales. Stories have been told since the beginning of time as a way of passing down wisdom, knowledge, and spirituality. No man is better than another. We are all just doing the best we can. There's a lot of energy at play behind the scenes that we aren't even aware of that affects us without our knowledge, but not without our consent. The idea is to gain more awareness. The best way to do that is through knowledge and meditation, just like you're doing And as we get clearer and clearer, we will come to realize that all knowledge leads to one thing, truth. And there is only one truth, and that truth is love. God is love. All paths lead to love eventually. You are on a good path, Hector. You are striving and seeking answers to a better way of life, to understanding yourself and God. You will realize the answers. Please tell me what you are allowed to receive in prison. I would like to send you some books and even art supplies from time to time, but I don't know if you will receive them or if they will be confiscated before you get them. All for now, I send you my blessings. Diana March twentieth, two 2012 Diana, how are you doing? I'm doing great, and I've been feeling good. Still taking things one day at a time. It feels great hearing from you. I've actually been looking forward to receiving a letter from you. My yoga routine is still the simple one I've been doing. But my meditation, I've noticed I can easily just go into it now. It's like I'm familiar with it now. I stretch it a little longer now. Knowing I can do this lets me feel I'm doing this right. So far, that's going good. I'm enjoying more of my meditation. You remember telling me about this particular type of yoga called Surya Namaskar? Aside, I don't know if I'm pronouncing that one right. It's the Sanskrit name for uh, sun salutations. A series of yoga movements. An aside. Well, I asked my friend about it, and I asked him to try it, because I had told him about me almost falling out. He said it's just the blood flowing too fast back up to the top, and that practice is done best during the morning, facing the sun. Well, I haven't done that again, and just stuck to this one practice Maya sent me during the feast. I really just want to do what you think is best, because you're the one teaching me, and it's nothing wrong. I feel it's okay to get the yoga practice Maya is sending, But don't you think it would be best if I stayed on your pace? That way we would be on the same page. I thought that you were going to be the one giving me the whole setup on my practice. I didn't know the program had something else prepared for us. I'm sure we'll figure it out when it comes. Diana, anything you send me to practice, I possess it. I grab it and I'm open to it. When I first tried Yoga Nidra, as you suggested, the very first time it felt odd. It's something new, but it felt exciting. I've ended my yoga practices with Yoga Nidra. Is this something you end your yoga with as well? My yoga workout doesn't take long. I'm sure you recall the new practice you sent me on how to help others here in prison. That practice is the main reason why I enjoy my meditation. It's so easy to visualize when focusing that specific energy and sending it to others. When you sent me this practice, I tried it on the spot just because I know, and not just know them, but I know and see some guys around here who need this energy. I myself didn't really focus on my other past emotions. I just wanted to send some of my energy to some of the guys, a couple of cells down from mine and upstairs too. See, I see some guys sometimes, and their walks say a lot. If their head is down or up, your facial expressions most of the time give you up, and the guys I'm telling you about are very antisocial. Don't say nothing to them. They'll go off talking about, who is you? You don't know me. And not in just those words. So I wanted to send them some of my own energy. At times I ask God, what do you do with people like that? So I would like more information on this. A couple of further, deeper discussions about this matter. I feel like the energy of the heart is more like me. It's something I feel is a part of who I am. Being able to do this in a major way fulfills my purpose of getting into this. I know this energy will help me grow into the person I want to grow into. I have this desire of, of wanting to turn into a good person where I can just energetically send good vibes. You ever been around someone whose laugh sends good vibes? I want to be something like that to where I can walk out of a room and everyone would be like, hey, he's cool. I'm sure you get the idea. You know what? On the letter I sent you, I asked you to refer some books to me, and here you are telling me you want to send me books and art supplies. What do you call that? Well, I asked you for a list of some books. Honestly, because I wanted to start getting a little deeper into my practice, learn a little more about it. Plus, I didn't want you to feel like I was asking you for anything. So I thought I'd rather go about getting some of the books you told me about. I just don't want you to feel I'm asking you in any way. I can't receive any art supplies. Although I do appreciate the offer. Books? I can. The books have to be from the publisher or from the bookstore. You yourself can't mail me the books. They'll be denied. They sell us colors and colored pencils, watercolors, drawing pads, illustration boards, and watercolor pads. Art books would be better help, instead of the art supplies. I have thought of doing something for you. The only problem is, I have to get my family to mail it to you. Because I have to have you on my visiting list in order to mail out any art that's on illustration boards. I can send you stuff from a drawing pad, but me, I'd like to send you something nice where you can hang it up somewhere. Right at the moment, I'm only good with black and gray work. I haven't learned to color, but I'm learning a little. I'd really like to do watercolor work, but, you know, I can't be by someone who knows how to work with them. We'll see what happens, but all I can really receive is books and stationery. But don't worry, I'm all right. Books are the best thing, thanks. The story related to me. It was as if I could picture them going back and forth. It kind of sparked me as interesting, really. You're into so much that's beyond me. You make me feel like a naive first grader. I'm just curious. I wanted to ask you to share a little to me about theosophy, the first thing that comes to mind. Well, I'll cut this letter very short and we'll wait on your response. Thanks for the blessings. Remember me. Hector. I'm taking a short little break and when I return, I'm going to share with you the process that Hector was talking about in his letter. The one where he sent healing energy to his cellmates. It's a very powerful technique you can use to uplift people in your own life. You are listening to Nancy at Noon, the radio show that's making waves on air because we care. Our mission is to provide awareness-raising talk shows that are fun and informative because we believe that knowledge, laughter, and love are key factors to improving your relationships, your health, your financial outlook, and your spiritual well-being. Our intention is to uplift motivate and empower you to have the best life possible to learn more about us please visit our website at nancyatnoon.com and don't forget to send us your questions and comments we may even answer them on air and now it's time for another daily ditty Today's herb is sage. Sage is a very common herb, so common, in fact, that many people grow it in their own backyards or in a window box in order to keep it on hand for adding to soups, stews, or their annual Thanksgiving dinner. It's one of those herbs we've all heard of and probably all used at one time or another. Sage was actually named Herb of the Year in 2001 by the International Herb Association. What an honor that must have been. Did you know that SAGE also has remarkable healing properties? Yep, it's known to increase alertness and enhance memory, and studies have shown that it can protect the brain against processes that lead to Alzheimer's disease. SAGE is known to strengthen the nervous system and is used as a relaxant to promote calmness and feelings of contentment. Ancient Egyptian doctors have recommended sage tea to patients to relieve sore throats and coughing because of its antiseptic, antibacterial, antifungal, antimicrobial, and anti-inflammatory properties. Sage has a high antioxidant capacity, too, that helps protect the body from free radical damage. It also helps lower blood glucose and cholesterol levels, which helps prevent diabetes and heart disease. You can add fresh sage or dried sage to any of your dishes for extra flavor and health benefits. That's all wonderful, but I want to tell you something not everyone knows. White sage is a powerful smudging agent used to clear bad energies in your home, your space, and around your aura, even even your body. Smudging with white sage is a spiritual ritual that has been performed for thousands of years by a variety of cultures and nationalities. I'm going to tell you how to do it. Then, I'm going to tell you why it works. I use white sage that has been organically grown and dried naturally. If you don't happen to grow your own, you can buy it at your local health food store. I put a small handful of dried leaves in a shallow bowl or a heatproof dish that I can carry around without getting burned. I light the leaves on fire, then gently blow them out. With all the windows closed, I move the bowl around my room in a counterclockwise direction three times. Then I put the bowl in the middle of the room and leave it to do its thing for several hours. I usually have to relight the leaves and wait until it makes more smoke. I have a separate bowl for each room in my home and I go from room to room repeating the process. If you want to add more sacredness to your ritual, you can say a prayer, asking that the smoke take away any negative energy or darkness from your life. After a couple hours, when I'm finished, I open all the windows, burn some incense, and light a white candle. I invite pure love and light back in and give thanks. It's really good to speak your intentions aloud and your gratitude. It connects your everyday life with your higher consciousness and sacred self. When my ritual is complete, I burn the remaining sage in my wood stove with another intention or prayer. But if you don't have a wood stove, you can bury it in your garden. This process may seem a little hokey-pokey to you, but here's why it works. The smoke from white sage neutralizes the positive ions in the air. Positive ions are the ones you don't want. Positive energy, yes. Positive ions, no. Smudging is a ritual alchemy because it changes the ionic composition of the air. Ancient shamans used sage on their campfires to absorb any anger or conflict or any illness or evil that was in the energy field of the person they wanted to clear. Any time is a good time to sage. I do it after every renter or bed and breakfast guest checks out. I like to clean the space for my next guests. Who really knows what energy someone is bringing into our homes? Sometimes I smudge after a friend or family member comes over to vent or complain in my space. I always smudge after a renter cooks meat in my kitchen. You can smudge when you move into a new living space, before beginning your yoga or meditation practice, and definitely after any illness. And there you have it, folks. The healing benefits of SAGE. We are back, and in case you just tuned in, I'm Nancy Murdoch, and I'm about to share a simple process with you that you can do anytime, anywhere, to shift the energy in your space or uplift people you care about. Don't do this while you're driving or operating heavy machinery, but if you're sitting in a traffic jam, by all means, go for it. Alright, the first step is to take a few moments to relax your body. Just let all the tension flow out and feel yourself melting and softening. The next step is to take several slow, deep belly breaths in through the nose and out through the mouth. Relax a little more with each breath. Then breathe in through the nose and out through the nose. and Continue this for a few moments. Step 3. Focus on your heart. Bring your attention and your awareness to your heart center. Breathe in and out through your heart as if the breath is coming directly in and out of your heart. Stay there for a few moments and put a gentle smile on your face. Step four, choose a positive emotion to feel and breathe that in and out through your heart. You can choose peace or joy, happiness, excitement, whatever emotion feels right for you. Feel the positivity flooding from your heart to the rest of your body and out into your environment. The next step is to send this energy to someone you love or a friend in need. You can send it to a hospital room, an office, forward or backward in time to an event that happened or an event that is going to take place, just focus on infusing the person or place you have chosen with this positive energy. And that's all there is to it. This process has a twofold benefit. It calms your nerves and brings you into a positive emotional state and a physical state of relaxation. It helps you think with a clear mind and a heart-centered focus. It stops the stress response and the cortisol hormone that is constantly flooding through your body when you are on edge or in a negative state. And it releases DHEA, the youthful happy hormone. It gives you energy and enthusiasm and vitality for life. And it sends positive vibes to your friend or loved one to help him or her kickstart back into a positive state of being. Our hearts are speaking to one another all the time. We use an energetic language that reaches beyond time, space, and distance. Your heart and my heart are in communication with one another all the time. And your heart and your daughter's heart or your lover's heart are equally connected. You cannot have positive emotions for a person and think badly of him. Nor can you think good thoughts of someone and have negative emotions towards him. So, when you have positive emotions in your heart and focus on someone, he is receiving the energy of your message. You don't need to put any words to it. The vibrations speak for themselves. That's all you can do. But just doing that is more than you can possibly imagine. Well, that's all I have for you today. And to be honest, there's not really much more you need. When you melt the stress out of your body and you focus on loving-kindness, Hearts and flowers will blossom around you. Life isn't about rushing to the finish line. Take your time and be present right here, right now. Because in truth, this is the only moment that exists. So cherish it. I have just decided that I'm going to make this gift of positive energy technique into an MP3 that you can listen to anytime. I should have it completed and available in about a week or so. So check back next week and sometime during my show, I will tell you where you can go to download it. I'm going to make it really nice for you. So if I don't get it finished as soon as I would like, I will post it on my blog or my website so you can download it. I will even post it to my Facebook page and tweet it out. So if you haven't already liked my Facebook page, please do so. This will be my gift to you. Because I am all about helping you help yourself and help others live a happier, healthier life. Until next time, my friends, find someone to help this week. And share with me all the good deeds you did. Thanks for joining us again on Slightly Askew with Nancy at Noon. We've enjoyed your company and hope it's been fun for you, too. If you like what you're hearing, please share us with your friends and family because, well, they might like us, too. You can find us online at nancyatnoon.com. We've got fascinating blog posts, recipes, self-help books, weight loss CDs, coaching programs, art, jewelry, and all kinds of other cool stuff. Go ahead and check us out. nancyatnoon.com. You'll be glad you get.